What is good? Welcome to Spiritville Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life, and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good? Welcome back to the Spirit Filled Real Talk podcast. We are going to talk about something fun today. Not sarcasm, could really be fun. All right, we ready for this? If you are new to Spirit-Filled Real Talk, Tune In Tuesday is where it's at. We have a new episode that drops every Tuesday. I also post about it on social media. You can follow me over at Miss Juliana Page. You can also find the quick links to all the social media profiles over at julianapage.com, but you can comment and get all the links and a brief recap on social media if you'd like to do that or also be able to share and refer the podcast to a friend. You also get a free gift from me to you. It's actually the God's Vibes Matter devotional. Anytime you subscribe, leave a comment, and share the podcast, if you fill out the information over on the podcast page on julianapage.com that you've done that, I'll send you the free gift. So if you already have done those things and didn't get your free gift, make sure you go claim that. Also... There is some exciting news coming down the pipeline here. So if you don't currently follow me, make sure that you do that on social media. I'm going to be sharing all the details in a platform called Courage Co., which you can find at julianapage.com under the Work With Me tab. We have a new mastermind launching, and the waitlist is going to be opening for that, so you're not going to want to miss it. Those in Courage Co. will be the first to know. So go ahead and go get enrolled. You can enroll in Courage Co. for free, and that will also give you access to our prayer calls that happen every other week. All right, ready for the topic for today? Ooh, it's an interesting one. It's actually selfish tendencies. Selfish tendencies. We as humans (laughs) have a very interesting time discerning, managing, really sifting through our selfish tendencies in comparison to God's wisdom. Often, these are not aligned at all. They actually are divided, right? They fight each other. So an example of this is we have the choice every day to activate our sinful nature, our old unrenewed self before our mind was renewed, before we were born again, before we could be led and guided by the Holy Spirit and have a relationship with God. That self, we can still activate that every day. And there might be opportunities that are offered that make that easier than other times, we also have the opportunity to activate our supernatural divine new self, the born again new creation self, right? However, selfish tendencies, sometimes these are just default tendencies that we've operated with and just think that they're normal, those can really keep us from operating in God's wisdom 
and prevent us from really building what God is building. And we end up building things that God doesn't bless or that he's not moving in, right? We build our own platforms. We build our own things, right? And we do them the way we think they should go and the way we want them to go. And we just want people to get on board with that when really God might not be on that at all. So it's really important to have an awareness of this. And when it comes to a real talk reference here where you can actually get some truth and some spirit-filled real talk, James, just in general, but James chapter one, verses five through six. Let's see. Those are all good. Let me do one through one through six. Let's do that. Dun, dun. James chapter one, verses one through six. Let me take you there. Okay. Listen to this. This is all about faith and wisdom. And this is Jacob. Greetings. My name is Jacob and I'm a love slave of God and of the Lord Jesus. I'm writing to all the 12 tribes of Israel who have been sown as seeds among the nations. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you the power of endurance. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. And if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom and he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. Just make sure you ask empowered by confident faith without doubting that you will receive. For the ambivalent person believes one minute and doubts the next. Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the wind. You're up one minute and tossed down the next. When you're half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. You can really expect to receive, can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord when you're in that condition. The believer who is poor still has reasons to boast, for he has been placed on high. But those who are rich should boast in God, who has brought them low and humbled them, for all their earthly glory will one day fade away like the wildflower in the meadow. For as the scorching heat of the sun causes the petals of the wildflower to fall off and lose its appearance of beauty, so the rich in the midst of their pursuit of wealth will wither away. If your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life's difficulties, you will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. True happiness comes as you place your faith in God and pass the test with faith and receive the victorious crown of life promised to every lover of God. So, so good. And then also verse 17 says, every gift God freely gives us is good and perfect, streaming down from the father of lights who shines from the heavens with no hidden shadow or darkness and is never subject to change. God was delighted to give us birth by the truth of his infallible word so that we would fulfill his chosen destiny for us and become the favorite ones out of his creation. 
If you haven't noticed already, James chapter one, verses one through six, it's all about faith and wisdom. But this, I'm sharing this specific place for you to reference the specific address in scripture here so that you can go back and study it. I'm reading from the Passion Translation, but it's so valuable to read because then you can see how subtle it is sometimes that we just operate the way we're used to to operating. We're just continuing and showing up business as usual. And sometimes we just think that that's normal when quite literally we've drifted out of alignment and we're not operating by God's wisdom at all. Okay. So what I wanted to offer to break this down was really teaching about wisdom because what tends to get us out of alignment the most is this lust for power and this lust for position or wealth and just advancement in general. Many are wired to pursue, right? We actually are wired to pursue, but if we put something in the place of our pursuit of God, it can very quickly get us out of alignment. So a lot of times, again, that's power, that's influence, that's platform, that's position, that's finance. A lot of those things can cause us to get out of alignment, okay? So many, it's really, really interesting. The lust for power actually doesn't start with man. It starts with Satan, okay? And this is early on. We see that this is true. So it's actually exposing who we're partnering with too when we're changing our pursuits. So we might say things like, I'm going to exalt myself, my brand, my title, my platform, my business, my whatever it is, right? In any time you think that you deserve to go up, you actually go down. And the people who go up are the ones who are really humble in their hearts. So whereas uh, man looks at the outward appearance, God is actually looking at our heart and he knows what we're doing publicly and also behind the scenes. So while we think we might be able to hide those things from other people, God sees and knows it all. Okay. The beauty of this is though, when you humble yourself, he exalts you. When you exalt yourself, he humbles you. And I don't know about you, but I would rather humble myself than be humbled personally. As uncomfortable as that is to do, I would rather humble myself than be humbled. (laughs) Being submitted and being humble is about serving others. And we live in a world where nobody glamorizes serving today at all. They don't. What they glamorize is they glamorize being served. It's all about being on the receiving end of service rather than on the giving end. That's what we see everywhere. But the interesting thing is, is that you don't actually serve because you're weak. And you ought to be able to serve without feeling subservient. Because you serve because you are strong. You've learned how to serve and wait on others because you're strong, not weak. Service is not about becoming intoxicated with unworthiness. You have to actually be strong in order to be submissive. And this could be to leadership where quality leadership isn't present and hasn't been developed. This could be authority where you don't necessarily agree with what authority is currently doing, right? You have to be strong to actually submit in those situations and trust God and what he's doing and truly still serve and not make it about you and your selfish tendencies. 
Okay. And it might be helpful too, to even just make a list for you to be aware of, because if it's happening subconsciously, we're not always aware, but what are your selfish tendencies? Is there a selfish tendency to always make it about you? (laughs) Is it a selfish tendency to always murmur and complain about how other people aren't lining up in the way that you would have them line up to fit your world? Is your selfish tendency to always talk about yourself and only consider yourself in a relationship? What are your selfish tendencies? What are those? Is your selfish tendency to only ever view things from your lens of the world and never put yourself in other people's shoes? Think about it. What are those tendencies? An example is it's really hard, and I can actually speak from experience here, but it's really hard for people who've been abused to serve. Okay, if you've been... Um, you know, through trauma in your past, if you've dealt with a lot of rejection and abandonment, if you've really been through some dysfunctional relationships, it could be really hard to serve because there could have been dysfunctional patterns operating like people pleasing or codependency and different things that could have been well-meaning but were taken advantage of. And you were used and abused, right? So to serve feels very similar and that could really be triggering, okay? So in most situations with somebody who's been abused, whenever they were last vulnerable, it didn't end well. So there's this thirst for power in order to feel good and to never feel like they're in a subservient position again. If you do trigger them a bit too much, they'll snap because they're not strong enough to be weak, right? So when you are of service and when you're serving, there's a lot of meekness involved here. There's patience, there's meekness, right? So when that is happening, it can look like weakness from the outside, but you've gotta be strong to be able to do that. But on the outside, it might look the same. It might look the same as being used or taken advantage of, right? But you're actually being of service, okay? So it's important here, I'm sharing that because it's important to separate who you are with what happened. That is critical. Nothing happened to Jesus that robbed him of who he was. Not even the cross, right? So you've got to stop allowing the behaviors of people around you to affect your perception of the person within you. And there's an example actually in John 13, 3 where Jesus was in an abusive relationship with Judas, if you want to look at it that way. And the first thing Jesus does in an abusive relationship with Judas is serve. And he is the example, right? So you've got to know who you are, especially in moments of betrayal and mistreatment. Otherwise, those will play out significantly differently. And you ought let somebody have so much. You ought not let somebody have so much power over you that you let the reaction to you have power over you. Dangerous place to be. You've got to know who you are and you don't need to become a camouflage character to protect yourself from pain. It will only sabotage you and no one can take your life when you lay it down. So the question really that I want to offer you today is what are you willing to lay aside to serve? Your expectations, your vision of the way that you thought it was going to be, your time, your energy, your emotions, your discomfort. What are you willing to lay aside to serve? Because the reality is in order to serve, you have 
to sacrifice something. So when it comes to selfish tendencies, a way that you can overcome these or train these <laughs> is to serve. So here's five things that you have to lay aside to serve. Number one is time. Until you respect time, you don't respect God. Here's why. Time is the most precious thing that you have. And when you don't respect it, it actually affects everything else that you value. Huge. Number two, title. Are you willing to lay aside your title or do you have to fall? I hope it's not the latter. God doesn't care about titles, actually. And his promise has never been to make your title great. It's to make your name great, which is all about your character. So do you need your title to camouflage your weakness and pain, or can you lay it aside? So I love a mentor of mine. His name is Robin Sharma. He wrote a book called A Leader Without a Title. I love that. And I read it early and it's how I still operate today, right? Like there's no, and this is actually why God has been able to send me so many places I believe. And I've been able to be exposed to so many different environments and roles and positions and lead well by his grace, by his power, for his glory, right? Because I was willing to lead without a title. The title didn't matter to me. I could come in low and he could take me as high as he wanted me to go. But... That is huge. Often, though, we miss so much blessing, so much favor, so much promotion because we get caught up in the title and we won't lay it aside. And the moment, this is really interesting, just check yourself and check people in your world. The moment you have to tell someone who you are, you're not that. Woof! The moment you have to tell somebody who you are, you're not that. So really, really think about that, okay? Number three, talents. Are you too talented to serve. Hmm. I'm, I've already arrived. I'm beyond that. There's no way I would do that. Nope, nope, nope. I'm too good for that, right? You have to lay aside your ego to serve. Number four, treasure. We give in general as believers. We sow, we tithe, we make offerings, right? We give to break the curse over finances. Finances don't have control over us. They're a tool. They're a resource, right? So nothing that can be given is more important than the one who gives it. The more God blesses you, the more money can seduce you, and it becomes more challenging to glorify the giver over the gift. When you choose the wrong God, when you make something God that isn't God, you lose it. God can't give you more treasure if it separates you from him. So that's a big, big heart check when it comes to finances, but you can replace that with anything. Often it's finance, it's, it's relationships, it's power, it's influence, it's titles, it's so many things. But when we make that God, we get into a lot of problems. And lastly, number five, temperament, your mood, your mouth, right? Gossiping, murmuring, complaining, your hot head, your violent outbursts, right? These may be things that stop what's about to happen in your life and the blessing that God wants to release in your life and the breakthroughs that you could have. Do you have a temperament that's contrary to your destiny? Whew, that's a good writer downer right there. It's not enough to have right action with the wrong attitude. 
Big one. Attitude of gratitude is huge here, but humble yourself. You have to humble yourself. You can see how. You humble yourself by laying these things aside. That's how you do it, okay? Huge. There's no way, what I want to hold up for you today, there is no way in the world that you can serve and not sacrifice. You've got to align yourself with God for what he's about to do in your life. That could even be a prophetic word for somebody right now. You can claim that and put some action behind it. And really what happens is, is you prove, I've seen all these people that do this, right? They're like hashtag boss, right? Or they get the t-shirt that says boss or whatever. They're so click to say they're a CEO and a boss and all the things, boss chick, boss babes, whatever, right? But you prove you're the boss by how you serve, not by buying the t-shirt or using the hashtag, okay? Because respect is never given, it must be earned. And a reason, potential reason you're not going further in life is because you're not willing to pay the tuition for the next level. Don't expect to get a prize where you're not willing to endure pain. If man puts you up, man can take you down. If God puts you up, man can't take you down. When you take on the form of a servant in your life, when you humble yourself, you track with God and success. You have no right to ask for what you wouldn't give yourself. You change the game though by giving what you should quote unquote receive. You want love? Go give love. You want to be given gifts, go give gifts. You want to have a better leadership position? Go lead. So important. How are you really showing yourself to the world? What are you depositing? God didn't call you to be bossy and hateful. He called you to serve. The pattern to success is service. If you don't learn service, you'll never be successful. (sighs) Loaded, right? But this is what I want to, to really offer to you. Study James chapter one, verses one through six. If you want to go deeper, you can study chapter three, James chapter three, 13 to 17 as well. But this is really helping you to discern the subtleties between choosing your selfish tendencies often happens unconsciously when you're not paying attention and choosing God's wisdom and deciding to be a doer of the word. Being a doer of the word is deciding to humble yourself and deciding to take on the form of a servant and following Jesus's example. And you do that actively by laying aside those five things that I shared. So what you can write in your journal and what you can take before God and Holy Spirit and get some insights and some revelation on is what are you willing to lay aside to serve? What are you willing to lay aside to serve? How are you really showing yourself to the world? What are you premiering? If somebody was watching the movie of your life, what would you be showing the world? And lastly, What are you depositing? Because when you see this, especially when you see this all down in paper, you can make a powerful decision. Is that what you want to keep depositing into the world? Is that what you want to invest? Because you will get a return on investment, right? 
the seeds you've sown, positive or negative, will reap a harvest. What are you depositing? What are you planting? What are the seeds that you're sowing? You've got to go to the root, not just the fruit, right? If you want pure, rich fruit, there's a seed that's deposited to create that. And if you're getting bitter fruit, there's also been a seed that's been sowed that's creating that. You are a creator. You are made in the image and likeness of your creator and you can choose how you want to serve and how you want to show up and what you want to deposit. That makes you a very powerful human. All right, homework, take those questions forward. Re-listen to this message, share it with a friend. If you really want to do this deep work, I encourage coaching. Coaching, the most beautiful thing about it is it helps the probably the number one problem that people have. And that usually is they're feeling stressed and they don't have energy to create or to do what it is that they want to create and what it is that they want to do. Coaching solves that problem. You get on one phone call, you have one session with your coach, you start in that stressed, low energy state and you leave relieved. That is worth every penny. And I personally believe we need a coach on every area of our life. But if you want to take this work further, if you want to see different results in your life, I recommend investing in yourself because a lot of times we don't see results because we won't invest. We write things down. We don't even write things down. We just say we're going to do things and we never do them. It's worse to live with the pain of regret versus the discomfort of making a decision. So I encourage you to take action today. I do have a couple of remaining spots for the end of the year here. So if you want to visit julianapage.com under the work with me tab, I'd be happy to have a session with you so you can find out if that is a good fit. All right, everybody, until next time, stay blessed.